This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. And alhamdulillah, na'maduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiyati a'malina man yahdihillah falamudillalahu wa man yudlil falahadihillah wa ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahtahu la sharika lah وأشهد أن محمد عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه أما بعد. Come to the next hadith today, inshallah azawajal. Tremendous hadith. Want to put emphasis on this hadith. If we are truly people who are trying to follow Islam and we're trying to be on the Sunnah, this hadith is one of those hadith that we have to up our game. And it is the simple, easy hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said, Kabir, Kabir. So that's Kaf, Ba, Ra. And the Ba has a Shadda over it and it's with a Kasra. Kabir, Kabir. The command, the Ismu, the Amr. Which means the elders, the elders. Kabir, Kabir. I'll say it and you say it. Easy hadith. Put it in your repertoire of a hadith that you have to use. And you have to practice and teach and call to. I'll say it. Kabir, Kabir. Got to say it together. Kabir, Kabir. Don't say Kabir. Say Kabir, Kabir. The meaning of the hadith, as we said, is the elders, the elders. The word kabir is from this. There were two men who traveled to Khaybar, where the Yehud were, and there was an agreement between the Muslims and the Yehud of Al Khaybar at that time. And when they traveled, they split. One went this way, the other one went that way, and they split at the place. The other one came, and he found his traveling partner dead. Someone murdered him. And he was in his blood. Right at the time where he was losing his life. Like the terrible, horrible images that we see on the internet. People blowing off their heads, their faces. People getting stabbed and shot. And you see a person dying in his blood. He's not dead yet, but he's wallowing around in his blood. And that's how he found the man that he was traveling with. So when he found him in that condition, he lost his life. And his traveling partner buried him. Gave him the haq. He was a Muslim. And he buried him. He found his brother, whose name was Abdurrahman. The one who was murdered, his name was Abdullah. He found his brother, told his brother what happened. They went to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The one who, whose brother it was, it was his brother that was murdered, 
He started to tell the story. Ya Rasulullah, someone murdered my brother. I want my haq, someone. And it's over there in the Khaybar, where the Yahud are. Sensitive issue. It's his brother, the Yahud. They broke the contract. Who killed my brother? I want my haq. The Prophet sallallahu said to that brother, whose brother had been murdered, Kabir, Kabir. He said, let the older one speak. Let the older one speak. So he stopped talking immediately. He didn't say, that's my brother. What is this? Islam is not fair. You're not fair. I have haq. I have something to say. The sunnah came to him. The command came to him. And being the believer that he was, he just stopped, disengaged. So some of us, we get upset. And someone will come to you and advise you and say, Rasulullah said this, Allah said that. And then we become even more aggressive and upset. The person says, you're angry, sit down. He said, I don't want to hear that. The man's brother was killed. You have to look at that and consider it. Because another opportunity for us to give you the image of the total complete istislam of the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum. It's the munafiq who starts to make mu'arada. He's in opposition. Why? How? What do you mean? Where does that come from? Who said that? He said, kabir, kabir, two times for emphasis. So the man disengaged. And then the older one started talking. And then some other things were mentioned in the hadith. Now is not the time to go through all of that. But that's the reason for this hadith. Tremendous hadith in al-Islam. And it goes to show the position of older people in al-Islam. That if you're a Muslim, you have to respect those who are older than you. And if we look at the deen of Allah Azawajal, Ya Muslim, Ya Akhi, who's trying to be on the sunnah, and you're trying to be a person who's doing the right thing, those people who are older, they're not like people who are younger than them. The Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam brought a religion where people who are older, they have position of respect. Men and women, even non-Muslims. The Prophet says Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam inna min ijlalillahi ta'ala ikram this shaybit al-Muslim. From the proof that someone glorifies Allah, believes in Allah, magnifies Allah, is that he'll respect the one who has white in his hair or her hair in his beard. If you don't have respect for the Muslim bus driver who has white, you don't know him, he may not have the best akhlaq, maybe. He may be from another madhab, another maslak. He may be your relative, your neighbor. You guys don't see eye to eye. You cannot deal with him any way you want to deal with him. You have to have ihsan. Al-ihsan is worshiping Allah as though you see him. And although you don't see him, you know that he sees you. I don't like the way this man is acting. But because he's older than me, I have to fall back and I have to kabir, kabir. Stop talking. Stop being disrespectful. Stop speaking to him in a way as if He's your companion. He's your homeboy, your homie. He's not your homie. That man is a sheikh compared to you. From that as well, is that the Prophet says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Man shaba shaybatan fil Islam kanat lahu nurin yawm al-qiyamah. 
anyone who white gray comes out of him, that whiteness and that gray will be nur for him yom kiyama. I look at you brothers, some of you don't have hair under your arms, some of you don't have pubic hairs, akramakumullah, some of you have full, you know, heads of hair, but there's no white. Walhamdulillah, that man has white. Men, anyone, man shaba shaybatim fil Islam, kanat lahu nurin yawmul qiyamah. Anyone who was offered the opportunity, grew up, became old in al-Islam, that white is going to be nur for him yawmul qiyamah. And the word he used was shayba. Shayba. Allah Azza wa Jal mentioned in the Quran, Allahu ladhi khalaqakum min da'afin thumma ja'ala min ba'di da'afin quwwatan thumma ja'ala min ba'di quwwatan da'afa yakhluqu ma yasha' wa huwa al-alimu qadir From the ayat of Allah as he is the one who created you people and he created you weak as little children, couldn't take care of yourselves. And then after you grew up and you became strong, and then after you became strong, you became weak again because you got older. One of the meanings of that ayat is he became so old and infirm, he had dementia. Dementia. You're dealing with a relative who's difficult. They say about old people that it is a case of awasif, min al awatif. He's dealing with hurricanes of emotions. He's an old man. She's old. Sometimes they're not tolerant. They don't want to hear what you have to say. They're short-tempered. They're tough, some of them. You have to give them the benefit of the doubt and respect them. Kabir, kabir. And remember the principle, and it's going to come, inshallah, as you do it, to be done unto you. You treat old heads in a difficult, disrespectful way. Someone's going to do that to you. I want to repeat this again. We are living with these millennials and in a time where millennials and younger people feel they have the right to be heard. And they don't want to hear what people have to say. They don't care about anything. Not in our deen. When older people disrespect you and they are being disrespectful and difficult, you have to fall back. Why? Because Allah told you to do that. Because that's the religion of the Nabi of Islam. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah mentioned again, a delil of the position of older people. Khayrukum man tala umruhu wa hasun amaluhu. Who's the best person sitting here? We get a number of hadith who tell us the best. The best of you is the one who learned the Quran and then he taught it. This hadith said, the best person sitting here is the one who lived a long time and his deeds were good. So the Muslim is not the person who wants to die. He's not like that. As long as we're on this side of the earth, inshallah, we have a chance. Now someone is sitting in this audience right now they have anxiety, they have stress, they have some issues. Some more severe and serious than others. He's not feeling well, can't eat. Okay, I understand that. But it's going to pass by. It's going to pass by, inshallah. You kill yourself, you put yourself in a situation where you lose your life, you're done. You're done. The best of you is the one who lives a long time and he does good deeds. 
there's a companion, his name is Talha, radiallahu anhu, he had a dream. And in his dream, he saw these two men who had accepted Al-Islam together. And one of them was Mujtahid in Ibadah. He used to fast on Mondays and Thursdays. He was in the front row. He used to memorize the Quran. He used to visit the poor people. He used to do all of that stuff. And the other one was kind of laid back, passive. He didn't do all of those things. And then it was an opportunity for jihad. The one who was mujtahid went out for jihad and the other one didn't. And when he went out for jihad, he got the shahad and he was killed fi sabirillah. And then one year later, his companion died. This man, Talha, said, one night I saw in a dream these two people. And I went up to the Jannah and they were at the door of the Jannah. Someone came out of the Jannah and said to the one who died last, who didn't do a lot, you come in. And he went in and he had a nice part of Jannah. While Talha and the other man were waiting. And then that one in Jannah came to the other one and said, you come in. And then he went and got his position. Then he came out and he told Talha, you go back. Your time is not up yet. It's not time for you. He went back and he woke up. He came and he told the people about the story, about seeing those two men who would embrace Islam together, always walked together, came together, went together, ate together. And then that news reached the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah found out that the people were shocked and amazed. How is it possible with the one who got shahada and did a lot of things, how is it that this other man got a higher station? Rasulullah said, what are you people, mustajib, mustagribun, why, why, why you find that strange? Why do you find that strange? He said, the second one, didn't he live a whole year longer? They said, yes. He said that meant that he got more prayers in, he got more fasting in, Umrah, Hajj, Dhikr, Sadaqah, Dawah, Quran. He got all of that. And as a result of that, it went up. So that goes to show the best of us is the one who lives a long time and he does good deeds. So while you are small and you're young, older than this boy, 15, 18, 19, 20, kill that foreign idea. I'll start practicing, I'll do more when I get 20, 25, when I get married. Nobody promised you that you're going to hit that age. Concerning this hadith, kabbir, kabbir, again, the emphasis. The book of Aqidah by Imam Ibn Taymiyyah, the book of the Aqidah of Tahawiyyah, or Al-Wasatiyyah, Al-Wasatiyyah. In that book, he brings from the Aqidah of Ahl Sunnah, is Birru Walidin. From the Aqidah of Ahl Sunnah, is smiling at your brother. From the Aqidah of Ahl Sunnah, is being nice to people. These actions are from our Aqidah. So a person will tell you where Allah is, he'll give you all of the characteristics of Allah without making tahrif, without making ta'til, without making tamthil. But you'll find that individual who doesn't have respect for elders. Something's wrong. And I got to say this, I've seen and I've read with my own eyes and my own ears where hip-hop artists respect those old-head hip-hop people better than some Muslims on the Sunnah respect people who preceded them. 
I'm not here to name and mention those names of the famous hip-hop people from the 80s, but some of them, they call them OGs. When they start talking, some of the people in the hip-hop will be quiet and listen to them. And these kids don't have any respect out here. They'll shoot you up. They'll wet you, take your life from you. That's just how it is. Drill music, all of this stuff. But when their elders from hip-hop start talking, they fall back. And then here we have Shabab who are trying to learn Islam and the Sunnah. And they'll say to someone, you're an innovator. You're an innovator. Shut up. What you talking about? Talking to people like that. That's not the Sunnah. That's Jahiliyyah. Relax yourself and pump your brakes and fall back. And respect yourself and respect your religion. There are a number of adilla from the book of Allah that clearly show the position of those who are older. In addition to what I mentioned, like لِيُسَلِّمْ الصَّغِيرِ عَلَى الْكِبِيرِ Let the younger one give salams to the older one. So here comes a man and his maslak is clearly, he's brawi. He has the green turban. I know him from a masjid. He's muta'asib on his madhab. He won't give me salams, this and that. But because I'm on the sunnah, I walk by with my head and I won't even give him salams. He's your elder, not the other way around. Where's your sunnah at? لِيُسَلَّمْ الصَّغِيرَ عَلَى الْكَبِيرِ let the one who is younger, let him give the salams to the one who is older. That's a sign of ihsan. I feel that that older brother, he really doesn't see me, he doesn't like me, he doesn't madhab, his beer, whatever, wahhabi, whatever, he doesn't like me. I'm giving him salams because the sunnah said that. Kabir, kabir. Give that man some respect. The Prophet told the people, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and this is critical, especially during this time of fitting. He said, alayhi salawatullah wa salam, al-baraka ma'akabirikum. The blessings are with your elders, you young brothers. Does that mean that you don't have the haq? Does that mean that you don't have something to say, especially as it relates to your own personal life? No, it doesn't mean that. But that hadith, al-baraka ma'akabirikum, the baraka is with your elders, you are not going to find a 65-year-old Muslim man from Birmingham going to Syria, going somewhere and blowing someone up or trying to stab someone because it just doesn't work like that. You'll find someone who's young, who that makes sense to him, he wants to defend al-Islam. He wants to get married and he wants to lose his present family in an attempt to get married to a new sister. The older people from your community and your relatives who are saying, don't do that, don't do that. Don't just, just, just dismiss them. Don't just dismiss them. He wants to get married, she wants to get married outside of the tribe and the family is not with it. But she says, I'm on the sunnah. No. Al-baraka ma'akabirikum. Listen to those elders. There's no substitute for age and experience. They have baraka. From that, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa ala alayhi wa sallam, listen to this. He said, Laysa minna man lam yarham sagirana wa yuwakir kabirana. He is not from us. He is not a real Muslim. He is not from the people on the sunnah and the haq. 
the one who doesn't have rahmah upon the youngsters and he doesn't respect the elders in the city of Birmingham people are killing children people are killing children in Birmingham people are trafficking children in Birmingham people are molesting children in Birmingham where's the rahmah he gets upset because his child is doing what's natural child can't talk so he's crying, has colic, he got a headache, he's hungry, he's cold, he's thirsty. And the person shakes the kid and gives him shaken baby syndrome and kills the kid. He's not from us. Your job is to have rahma on that baby. The way the normal mother will have rahma on that baby. As a father, as a man, we're not women. So sometimes we could be a little bit tough, rough around the edges. Nah. Sunnah man is the one he has rahmah upon the shabbat not rough and tough they're doing something making noise whatever in the masjid getting inside of our collective central nervous system that happens he's in the seat with one of those water bottles going flipping the water bottle over trying to make it flip up in the middle of the dars we want to deal with him no the Prophet said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, with the young boy who was eating with him, his hand was going all over the place. Ya Ghulam, Sammillah, wa kul bi yaminik, wa kul mimma yaliq. Hey little man, the Prophet said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, eat with your right hand and say Bismillah and eat what's in front of you. Not that stepfather who sees maybe his wife didn't train the kids how to eat and have to have edab. He doesn't like the way his kids eat, his wife's kids. So he says, bang, zoom to the moon. You keep acting like that, I'm going to knock you out and put you in a coma. Oh, in a coma? Just take Rasulullah wasn't like that. He is not from us, the one who doesn't respect the elders. And we have another or a number of adillah. Listen to this. He used to tell the people before the prayer, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, la takhtarifu, fatakhtarifa qulubukum, istaw, wa la takhtarifu, fatakhtarifa qulubukum. Straighten out the lines, straighten out the lines. Put your heels together. Don't be too far up, too far back. Be symmetrical in every line. Close the gaps in the sunnah. Not your madhab, not your opinion, not your laziness. I think our imams should start taking a little bit more time so that we can make the tatbiq of the sunnah. You can go to some other masajid that the people want to be on the sunnah. They're better than the people here in this issue. They're better than the people here in this issue. Yeah, they may have shidda in some other aspects and that's a problem. But the most favorable deed to Allah action is this prayer. And it should be uniformed and beautiful. He said, straighten the lines, don't be, you know, this one up, that one back, and you're not straight, because if you do that, it'll cause your hearts to be against each other. And then he said, when I pray, let those be behind me, ulul ahlam, ulul ahlam wa nuha, let the older people, the older people and the knowledgeable ones pray behind me. That's a position that Islam is given to older people. So one of the companions from the four companions who were the ulama of the Quran, 
for those who are writing, the Prophet told the people, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, al-Qur'an. Min Araba, learn the Qur'an from four of my companions. Ubay ibn Ka'b, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, Mu'adh ibn Jabal, and Hudayfa, the Salim, the free slave of Abu Hudayfa. Those were the prolific <coughs> companions with the Qur'an. So listen, Ubay ibn Ka'b, his name is Abu Mundir. A man was praying, his name is Qais ibn Ubaid from the Tabi'in, he was praying in the first row, behind the Imam. He said the Salat began and he's praying. And in the middle of his prayer, someone came and pulled him out of the line and got in his place and pushed him out. He said, Wallahi, I didn't, I didn't know anything about my Salat. I was so upset. The elder. He did something to me that in my Understanding sacrilegious. We're praying. What are you doing? What are you doing? Pultum got in his place. He said, after the prayer was finished, I looked and it was Ubay ibn Uqab. Ubay ibn Uqab said, Ya Bunay, oh young boy, my young man, little man, a youngster, youngster. La Allah. I pray that Allah doesn't allow you to experience any evil. He said, but what I did to you, is a contract that I took with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. What's that contract? That Ubay ibn Uqab should be the one who is behind the Imam. So that if the Imam messes up, he makes a mistake, he loses wudu, he gets stabbed like Umar, the one behind him knows what to do. So the Imam makes a mistake. And you got behind the Imam and you're brand spanking new Muslim. The Imam doesn't know you, but you have a nice lihya. He puts you in front and you get in front and then you start reading. You say, Bismillah, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. Or you say in English, in the name of Allah, the merciful, the hand. Well, we don't know what's going to happen. You have a right. Once you get in the place, that's your place. No one can get you out of that place. But avoid this area. So again, the young man. He goes to Al Medina, and in Medina they have some spaces earmarked for certain people. So the person comes and say, "What is this racism? What is this? What is this?" No, those people have a right to be there, a religious right to be there. So that's what happened with Ubay ibn Uqab. Last example we want to give Ikhwani, and there are many, is what happened with the companion Al Huwaydith. He said, I was with a group of youngsters and we were shababatun mutaqaribun. We all were young around the same age. They're all 18, 19, 20, 21. We went to Al Medina to learn. We stayed in Medina for 20 days. Watching the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, learning from the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And then he noticed that we were missing our families and he was gentle and merciful. So he said to them, are you people missing your families? They say, yes, we're missing our families. He said, okay, go back to your families. Teach them what you learned with me. Educate them. Teach them everything that you learned. And then he said, فَإِذَا حَضَرَتَ الصَّلَاةِ فَلْيُؤَذِّنْ لَكُمْ أَحَدُكُمْ وَلْيُؤَمَّمْ أَكْبَرَكُمْ Listen to this hadith. 
They're 18, 19, 20. You didn't have anybody 60, 65, 40. They were all youngsters. He said, go back and teach your people everything you learn. You got to give dawah. You learn in the masjid, the sunnah is from the instruction of the Nabi that you go back and you educate your sister who doesn't respect some elders from your family. You tell your brother, you tell your little brother, you have to respect your older sister more. I know I've seen you giving a hard time, don't do that. He said, and when the time for salat comes, then one of you make the adhan. He didn't specify. One of you make the adhan. And when it's time to pray, let the oldest one from amongst you read the salat. So because they were youngsters who were close in age, the defining characteristic was the eldest one, and they were young, which goes to show you guys are 18, 19, 20, 23, 20, the 18 year old, you hanging out with your crew, you should be the one that's respecting the other ones. The 22, 23 year old, you should be the one, the one who's younger than him. You go and get the food and bring it. You go and get the water and you bring it. This hadith and this issue, kabir kabir, is applicable in this case. Amongst yourselves, not just the Sheikh Kabir, the Sheikh Kabir even more so. We're going to respect them. Respect them how? We're going to address them as Ya Sheikh, Ya Fadilati Sheikh, Ya Ammi, Hey Uncle. We're not going to call an older man, Hey Ibn Akhi, Hey son of my brother. He is the son of your brother. But that's disrespectful. You're going to call him by his kunya, Abu Fulan. You're going to respect him. You don't call them and talk to them in a way that's crazy. But amongst yourselves, you have to have respect. So these are some of the many adilla that go to show the understanding of this hadith. Kabir, kabir. Respect the people and the position of the people. Now, this is just not in terms of age. It's the people of fadl as well. The people of fadl as well. People of virtues as well. The people of virtues. Now, I know that there is a hadith that the Nabi told the people and the Muslims, when you're going to pray, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who should lead the prayer? He said, let the one who knows the most Quran lead the prayer. If they're equal in that, then the one who made hijrah first. If they're equal in that, then the one who was the eldest. Again, he's given some position. Some people say, the Quran, he knows better than everyone. The Sunnah, he made hijrah. And then older. So it's issue of ikhtilaf between the scholars. But the hadith of al-Huwayrith, they're all close in age. So their memorization is basically the same. Hijra, they all the same. So what's the defining superlative? The age. In the battle of Badr, there were 70 Muslims who were killed. May Allah have mercy upon them and be pleased with them and cause us to join them, inshallah, azwajal. They have made the ultimate sacrifice for this religion. And now, now Muslims come and they take our words out of context and we get scared and we have to apologize and we want to close down the shop and run and hide. That wasn't how our aslaf were. They said, this is the qadr of Allah. And I have to meet the Qadr at the door. Because meeting the Qadr at the door is also from the Qadr. I don't want any trouble. Don't want to poke the lion and make the lion get up. But if that lion got up and I don't have to run, 
This is my destiny. Those companions, may Allah be pleased with them. So the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam heard from the companions, Ya Rasulullah, we don't have enough space in terms of the land. He said, then what you do is bury them together. So two people will be buried together, three people will be buried together, four people will be buried together, and they're facing the Qibla. How should we do it? The one who knows the most Qur'an. What if they're the same? The one who made hijrah first. What if they're the same? Then the one who is the eldest, put him facing the Qibla. So it has Dalil in the deen of Allah Azawajal. In concluding, Ikhwani, the Prophet wasallam. that's the people of virtues. And there are a lot of Dalil for that as well. A lot, a lot. The two men, he wanted to know about their situation. Who should be buried first? Who should be put first? He asked the question, showing he's not Hazim Nazir. He doesn't know the unseen. He asked the people who knew the two men, Which one of them knows more the Quran? They said that one. He said, put him first. So the Quran, if he's young and he's a Hafiz, he's not like me. And I'm giving dawah. That man is reading the book of Allah. He is a scholar, even if he's a little boy, if he knows what he's doing. And that's why the Nabi allowed the little boy, Amr ibn Salama, seven years old, led the people in the Quran, in Salah. Seven years old. Seven. Abdullah ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. He was young, but he used to sit with the shayukh because he had knowledge. He had knowledge of the deen. During the khilaf of Umar, the man came, Umar said, you're the wali of Mecca. Who did you leave in charge of the people of Mecca? He said, I left Ibn Abza. Ibn Abza, he's a free slave and he's a man of color. Did you leave him in charge of the Ashraf of Quraysh? How? Why? He said, Ya Amir, look at Umar. Allah knows you have to put people in their right place. You have to respect people. You have to respect the police. I have to mention this because I don't want it to be misunderstood from our last class when we talked about this issue of going to the doors of the Sultan. And I was saying that the Salaf were not on that. They didn't go to the door of the Sultan because of those hadith, the prohibition, the leader. They tried to avoid it. I don't want anyone here to think mistakenly that I'm saying that the Salaf didn't give fatwas and none of them ever worked for the leaders and the rulers. Kalla, they worked for them, they worked with them. That's their responsibility. But they did not make it their business to go and hang out and just cool out with these people and their fatwas, their fatwas. They used to try to avoid them so that they could say the truth. So, Irma, why would you put him over the people? Why would you put, yeah, he's a revert, he's a revert, but the people, the way they are, that's not going to work with them. There's nothing wrong with that. You have to be able to read the room, Abdullah. You got to read the room. Everybody is not on the understanding that you had. Why did you leave that free slave over the Ashraf of Quraysh? He said, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen. He knows the Quran, is Qari, better than everybody else. And he knows Fara'id better than everybody else. And he's a judge. 
Umar said, I heard the Prophet say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in Allah, Yarfa'u bihadil kitab aqwaman wa yadru bihi akhareen. Allah will raise up some people with this book. And he will put down other people with this book. Allah can raise your son, Abdullah. But you and your wife got to get on the same page and put him in the hifd of the Quran class. And Allah will raise him, inshallah, in the dunya and the akhirah. Put you in a powerful position, yawmul qiyamah. As I see and know a few brothers in this majlis. They're not many. Not more than five. Not more than five. Not more than five. All of these brothers, mashallah. May Allah bless you. Say, I mean. May Allah open up the door of rahmah for you. Say, I mean. May Allah marry the unmarried ones from you. Say, I mean. Not more than five people here. They have their children in the tahfid of the Quran and the duqsi. And if that child memorizes the Quran, yawmul qiyamah, his parents will wear a taj, a crown, saying, this man and this woman, they put the work in. They put the work in. Because it's, it's, it, it, it's work. You may have to take them out of regular school. You may have to do homeschooling with them. You may have to. But it takes work. the Quran. It is that issue that gives people taqaddum and preference. In concluding, Ikhwani, we just want to mention this very important critical point. Older people are special in our religion. They are an important integral fixture in the landscape of our community. Respect them, men and women. As for the young people, what did the Prophet say about young people? Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He said that the khawarij, they were hudathal asnan, sufahal ahlam. The khawarij are young people who have crazy ideas. Crazy ideas. He's in the last year in the university doing a degree for an example of pharmacy and he gets religious and he starts practicing and he doesn't want to do the last year again. He just wants to stop. No, brother, you're right at the finish line. But Allah said, if I have a tawakkul on him, he'll be enough. Yeah, we agree with that and we understand that. But you're right at the finish line, man. All you got to do is fall over. All you have to do is fall over and you're over the finish line. That crazy ideas. He says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inna min ashraat al-sa'a. And you'll tell ilm and al-asagir. From the signs Yomul Qiyam is close, people will look for knowledge amongst the youngsters. Amongst the youngsters. That's not to say that our youngsters don't have a role. Rasulullah paid attention, sallallahu to some of those companions and their stars' roles. But he had the people of the shura. Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Abdurrahman, Abdurrahman ibn Auf, the elders were with him. And he cultivated the Shabab. He saw in the Shabab, they have certain qualities and characteristics, and he kept his eye out. And he developed them. But they were not the go-to people. Sometimes they were. Rasulullah would ask a youngster for advice. When he didn't want to ask his older friends, Abu Bakr, 
about his daughter Aisha in the Qissatan If. He didn't want to ask the father of the lady is sensitive. He didn't want to ask Umar. Sensitive. He asked Ali ibn Abi Talib and he asked Zayd ibn Haritha. Younger people, what do you think about what they're saying about my wife? So young people have a position, but their position is not like the elders. The elder is the general. He's the captain, he's the corporal. He's way up there. The younger person is like the private, first class, second class, third class. He could be the sergeant down there somewhere. And he has his own position. But those older people have to get these people ready. And this is one of the musibas that happened to the Salafi Dawa. That young people, especially in the West, were the ones who were in charge of the Dawa and the Duat of the Dawa. And as a result of that, we were not able to cultivate the people in the way. When this fitna of a Jahwa Tajrih came, we couldn't navigate. People thought that that was Islam. They thought that that was the Sunnah. That's not Islam. And that's not the Sunnah. That's his Bia. That's his Bia. It's not Salafiyya at all. So when concluding, Ikhwati Filah, Kabbir, Kabbir. Lina Tuba ilallah azawajal. Let's make Tawbah to Allah, those of us who have relatives and individuals. You work at your workplace and that's an older person. You're giving them a hard time. That's not to say that you just have to take pie in your face, but respect those people who are older. That's the mantra today. That's the call today. Once you leave in this message saying, Kabir, Kabir, Kabir. So that when you see people, you remember it. So we're going to mention it three more times. I'll mention it, you mention it, and then I'm going to test you guys for the previous ahadith. I'll say it and you say it. Kabir, Kabir. Kabir, Kabir. Kabir, Kabir. Good job, fellas. Let's do the test real quick. The test real quick. Close your notebooks and stuff. Close your notebooks. My man, the evil eye is true. How do you say that, Hadith? Akhi, how do you say the evil eye is true? Al Ainu Haq. How do you say that war is deception? Mukhtar. You're Mukhtar right now. Mukhtar, war is deception. Good job, Akhi. How do you say from the right, from the right, from the right, from the right? Good job, good job. Is there another one? Is there another one? We on five or four? All right, Afwan Ikhwani for missing those last two classes. I went to Scotland last week and the previous week. I don't know, I forgot. I, don't, I think I wasn't well. I don't remember. The Ashab of the Tazkiyas come to us now. The Ashab of the Tazkiyat, inshallah ta'ala, istabshiru, abshiru, bima yurdikum, inshallah. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika wa ashadu wa la ilaha illa ant astaghfiruka wa tubu ilayk Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org